brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit and chat with accomplished and innovative early career professionals and small business owners. Now with me today is Bree, the founder of Bright Bites. They sell three flavors of bites, which are made with high quality superfoods and packed with probiotics. Bree graduated from Michigan State University in 2020 and has already had amazing success with her business. I'm really excited to dive into her journey on this episode. And before we do just that, as always, I would really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also follow us on social media like Instagram and Facebook. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Now, let's talk with Bree. Welcome, Bree. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to it as always. So to kick off our episode here, can you tell me and our audience Bright Bites mission in your own words and really where the idea came from to launch this business? Of course. So our mission at Bright Bites is to create healthy products that actually taste good and serve a function. And that's why we put probiotics into all of our products. Um, those are those good live bacteria to support your immune and digestive system. And our mission is really to help other people live a healthy lifestyle, whether that's physically, mentally, changing some of their eating habits or just overall wellness. And the idea actually came from when I was at Michigan State almost three years ago where I was taking a probiotic pill and it was just inconvenient. Pills were a pain to swallow and I wanted something that I could enjoy through my food. And I was like, well, how can I get all these sources of seeds and good fats and fiber with these probiotics through my food? So I got connected to our entrepreneurship resources and we actually have an entrepreneurship incubator that helped me launch my business because when I started, I knew absolutely nothing about (laughs) business. I was just like, okay, I can create something that's healthy and sell it to people that can't be that hard, right? And (laughs) looking back, you quickly realize, I think it's better to be naive and not know how hard it's going to be when you start because Mm -hmm. no one would actually start. So yeah, that's where it all started back at Michigan State. That's awesome. And I totally feel you with the probiotic pills. You know, I try to take one every day and I have to have a reminder in my phone. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I forget and then that like, yeah, totally understand the the why behind the business. So that's awesome. And that's very cool. You had the entrepreneurship incubator to support you. Like it seems like this business idea came at a really good time because you had those resources at your school, which I think is great because I hear a lot of times on this podcast with guests exactly to your point. You know, if you knew everything that has to be or goes into a business, who would ever take that on, right? It's probably exactly. so overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So having that support system and, you know, an actual structured program of, hey, we can set you up with these mentors and we can talk through your business plan and get you connected to people and just advisors. And we actually had a physical space where you could, Mm -hmm. you know, hang out with other student entrepreneurs. And that became a second home for me while at school. And those advisors became a sounding board and really could go to them of how do we do this, you know, and they can ask me those tough questions and Mm -hmm. okay, what's next and keep pushing you forward. So 
it was really important to have that because there's only so much you can do on your own, especially when you're first getting started. And so really leveraging that and then just all the connections I had from Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems that really helped you build that community right at the the first step. And is it just you with Bright Bites? Like, did you have a business partner? Do you have a team now? Like how, yeah, who, is there anyone else on your team or is it just you? Yeah, I actually started the company with a business partner Okay, and that didn't, you know, fan out, um, mm-hmm. but actually happened to be like the best thing for um, the company at the time. And just me taught me a lot right away and was a big hurdle in the couple months of business, changed the company name after and just rebranded. And now I have a few employees that work okay. with us and then partners, you know, for graphic design, videography, manufacturing. So we are a small but mighty team is what we say. Yeah, that's excellent. That's a huge accomplishment for businesses, even having the resources and capacity to hire a team, even if it's a small team, that's incredible. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Do you have another job besides Bright Bites or have you taken Bright Bites full time? I've taken it full time um, since graduation. So definitely scary. It's always, (laughs) you know, every day is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just trying to look, you know, forward, what can we accomplish and pushing you know, myself and our tip company. Yeah, that's incredible, though. Like taking your own business full time. Wow, that's awesome. Seems like a a unique time to do it too. like right after school. I don't know, that seems like a really fun and exciting time to do that. Yeah. And I would say just looking at this year, it's so crazy because I know so many people, you know, had jobs lined up and Mm -hmm. that got canceled or they got pushed back. And, you know, I kind of reflect and I'm like, well, actually, I'm kind of happy I wasn't in that situation. Right. You know, so I didn't have that stress of, oh, is my start gate getting pushed back? Am I getting a lower salary? Like all those things, obviously I had different stresses, but I think it's an important time we pushed through 2020. And it's crazy that it was like a year ago when we sold at Michigan State's like campus convenience stores. And mm. as soon as like we got the notification, like, oh, you know, school might be going online for two weeks. I immediately thought like 17 campus stores. What? Like we had yeah. so much time for us, all these gyms and coffee shops and, you know, traveling for expos. And I wasn't really concerned about finishing school online. I was more concerned about how it was going to impact my business. Right. And it definitely did. But throughout 2020, it allowed us to focus our presence on our e-commerce presence. So we saw on Amazon and our website. Oh, wow. And so I think just coming out of that even stronger is like, you know, those things will come back. Mm-hmm. In-person events, they'll eventually come back. Trade shows will come back. But it allowed us to focus, you know, how do we connect to our consumers online? How do we do different samplings in online versus we did a huge grocery store business sampling in stores. So how do we really stand out in stores without being able to be there and give samples out? That's really well stated. And I think to your point, this past year with the pandemic has taught us all to adapt, right? Whether you have your own business or adapting in the sense of your kids are now homeschooled or you're working from, like so many different ways. Um, and I think that ability to adapt to the situation will only grow your business and your brand and make it stronger, right? Pursuing new new ideas or new avenues that maybe you wouldn't have if the pandemic never happened. So yeah, I think that's a great point of just how the pandemic kind of push you to to think about different things and and really go hard in different areas and and grow in those areas. Yes, definitely. 
Now, I'd love to dive into the products that you sell. So give our audience an idea of some of the products you sell, if they went on your website, what they would see. Uh, just give us a little teaser. Yeah, so we just updated our product packaging and introduced our line of Bright Bars in the beginning of 2021, which was a whole process, you know, looking back. So we have three flavors. We have a coconut crayon, dark cocoa, and pb oats. They're all packed with organic chia and pumpkin seeds and then those live probiotics. Plus, either they're having oats or some type of nut butter, cacao nibs, high in magnesium. So really clean and natural ingredients. And you can get our bites, which are individual little bites in gusset pouches. So they're resealable, great for like families or to have in your desk. And then our new addition, which has been a favorite between customers and everyone has been our bars, just taking them on the go. We know the bar card category is crowded, <laughs> but we aren't putting in all these fake artificial sweeteners. You know, cane sugar does not belong in a nutritious bar just because that's what's going to make it taste better. You know, we focus on like good ingredients. And so putting good clean ingredients in our bars and bites as well as those probiotics. So the bars are really convenient. Before we used to do a different type of packaging with bites. Mm -hmm on kind of a smaller snack size. And that transition to the bars, everyone's been loving because it's like the perfect size for, you know, out on a hike or mid-afternoon snacks. So yeah, those are all on our website. And then we sell in about 50 natural grocery stores in Michigan. So we have a store locator on our site where people can actually pick up their products in a grocery store and on Amazon as well. Nice. Those sound delicious. And since you sell your products on Amazon, I'm assuming, can you ship all over the world? Yes. So awesome. the coolest thing I remember was like a year ago, Amazon sent product to Hawaii and I was like, that oh, is so wow. cool. So we don't <laughs> do any international shipping. Um, okay. We're just in the United States right now. But yeah, it, it, Amazon can reach you a lot faster. But sometimes when the holidays come, it's actually slower. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's awesome. So people can find your products on Amazon, which is excellent. And how do you make the products? And what was the journey of that? Like, did it just start out in your kitchen at home? Is it still that way? Kind of walk me through that process. Yeah, this is one of my favorites to look back on because I feel like <laughs> we've actually made significant progress in this area. So yes, I started in my apartment, you know, making product. Mm -hmm. And I would bring like Tupperware, they were in balls before. Um, we went to like a different rounded, like square kind of thing. And I would make them and bring them to class and just like pass out Tupperware in class in these lecture halls and like just get customer feedback. And then I would go to yoga studios and like stand outside yoga studios oh, cool. and just get customer feedback. And, you know, I'm just trying to like mess with recipes. So like, okay, one, do this and change this next time. And then you know, it's definitely hard to make things in your apartment, sharing with roommates and just, <laughs> this is all before we even had packaging anything. We moved our company to a incubator food trailer actually, and still like oh. just product development. It was on a student organic farm in the middle of nowhere at Michigan state and had some scary nights there. Nothing like rolling bites to midnight in a trailer <laughs> in the middle of a farm by yourself. I'm like, who's going to like show up? Like this is oh freaky. <laughs> 
we used to drizzle chocolate on our bites. And so I would like put them outside if I was out there in the winter because I didn't yeah. have like freezer space. So I would just like, they're just samples. They can sit on top of the trailer while they <laughs> freeze. But we didn't start selling out of there. That was all just product development mm-hmm. and getting the space license. There was actually a student-run tea company that worked out of there before. So it was a full official kitchen, which was really neat. And I wish I like I need to go back one day and look at it mm-hmm. because it's you know one table one stove so tiny then we moved to an incubator kitchen based in Lansing and we're still hand rolling all of our product it was a really slow long 14 hour days you know every week of just like hand applying labels hand rolling product um, sourcing ingredients from Costco because I couldn't like mm-hmm. get pallets of oats from any suppliers so we were there for about a year and during that time it was like I would just say crazy. I was doing deliveries to stores, making the product, delivering it to stores, invoicing it, trying to sell it, like doing absolutely everything. <laughs> and so moving to a manufacturer is where we are now. And it's been a challenge finding a manufacturer that can scale with us, that doesn't have these huge minimums for you know, a major CPG company that's not requiring, you know, 5 million units to be produced every week. But it's been one of the best things because it's allowed me to step out of that manufacturing and worry about the sales and the distribution and now working with distribution partners instead Mm -hmm. of me going to every store. And so it's been a really interesting journey. Like I learned so much on the manufacturing side and you never would have thought different consistencies of honey and just about food science and Mm -hmm. all these types of equipment and Everything that has could gone wrong at a manufacturing run for us has gone wrong. <laughs> so packaging being the wrong color, not being printed with barcodes. I mean, you name it. We've mm-hmm. we've probably just <laughs> went through it. And it's like those times that you look back and you're like, okay, well, we got through that. Like we can get through this upcoming challenge. And so that's been a really like eye-opening process. I mean, now I go to any grocery store and I'm always like curious on their manufacturing and, oh, well, who's actually making this product mm-hmm. for them? Or why did they do this pack size? And looking at the different packaging, you have to think like when people do special edition or holiday, they need to sell through all that inventory right away, you know, because it's just for that seasonal flavor. Mm-hmm. You see like peeps coming out and it's like, okay, they know how much they're going to sell. But as a smaller company, that is, you know, a challenge is predicting inventory and what you're going to need to do and order packaging and you have lead times from everyone. So that's one thing we, you know, have to communicate with our manufacturers, like our lead times, because before we were making product on a weekly basis and now we have production like about every month, these major runs, but still things get delayed. What a journey. That's incredible. (laughs) It seems like so many lessons along the way and and such growth in, in what you said three years about. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. And also when when you're speaking, you also are so knowledgeable of of these topics that you're speaking about too. Like clearly you've been learning every day along these three years and look where you've where you've come and where you brought your team. I just I find that so fascinating. You know, as you're saying, oh, we were hand rolling in my apartment kitchen to now we're dealing with manufacturers and and distribution, etc. Like that growth in such a short amount of time, really three years is not a long, a lot of time. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you said like you learn a lot and it's like, yeah, sometimes you just learn on the fly. (laughs) You're like, oh, what does that mean? Like I'm, you know, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to, you know, you learn from experience and that's what Mm -hmm. I would say like I liked about and do like about business compared to like being in school. 
I was just like sitting in these classes and I'm like, okay, hey, that's not real life. That's not real yeah. life. Like, yeah. let's talk about a real life situation when, right. you know, a raw material doesn't get shipped. How do we handle it? Versus like, this is what we do and everything's, you know, so I think getting that experience while in school really helped me understand like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, school isn't, you know, all these like real life examples, but you learn really quickly how to adapt in those situations. And I think I grew a lot just as a person and professional by being in those situations. And Mm -hmm. like as a young female entrepreneur dealing with a manufacturer, I have to make sure they're not taking advantage of me thinking like, oh, I don't know anything about the industry. They can just send me this contract with all these things and like, I won't read it. And like, that's the complete Mm -hmm. opposite. Like, you know, standing your ground, coming prepared. And like, we interviewed manufacturers just like any company would interview employees or contractors. So it's been interesting. (laughs) Yeah. No, a lot of good, good lessons and pieces of advice in there. I'm interested in knowing what was your major in college? Did you know you were like, did you always have a passion of, oh, I want to find, found, find my own business (laughs) one day? Or was your major something completely different and you ended up creating your own business? Yeah, that's actually so funny you ask. I had a very interesting journey. So I had five majors throughout college, (laughs) started in biomedical sciences, wanting to go to PA school and, you know, went between nutritional sciences to kinesiology to dietetics. I swear I had a major, a different major every semester. And (laughs) in my junior year, I had a year and a half left. And I was like, next semester, I had another, I think it was like, I don't know, organic chemistry. And I was like, there's Mm -hmm. no way I can take this class and do the company. I will not be able to do both. And I just had this one friend at our incubator and he was like, have you thought about advertising? And I was thinking like, no, there's no way I could switch all my science credits to advertising. And I added our entrepreneurship minor before because that was like an easy addition. So that was really helpful because I got to take fun entrepreneurial classes and be in that space. And I honestly don't know how it all worked out. And I still graduated in four years, but I Mm -hmm. did switch to advertising management. And that's what I got my degree in, which feels like it's crazy. And I'm happy I did do the switch. But people are always like, I don't know what my major is. I'm like, you know what? You're fine. I thrive. Like, you can do something completely different than your major most of the time, too. So, yeah, that was my journey with majors. That's awesome. I feel like in college, there's either the person who knows exactly what they want to do from day one. And then there's the other person who uses college to explore, you know, those different majors and takes different classes. And both paths are are awesome. And to your point, uh, you definitely I think most people don't have a job that they majored in, you know, like I, for example, I majored in computer science and math, but now I'm more of a like healthcare (laughs) business consultant and I haven't coded in three years. So each person's path and journey figures itself out. But I totally agree with you, like leverage college if you want to explore and develop some of those hard skills that you need for certain jobs. But at the end of the day, your major doesn't matter that much, right? Of course, depending on the field, like a doctor needs certain <laughs> certain exactly. majors and stuff that matters. But for other jobs, it really doesn't matter. So I would love to dive more into if you have other advice for folks who are looking to start a small business or have a small business. I know you mentioned a lot of advice and had good tidbits before. Um, just curious if there's anything else top of mind for other small business owners. Sarah Blakely always says this, and it's find your why. Every day is going to be hard, but find your why and 
why are you doing this? And stick to that, whether it's a great day or a bad day. And the other thing is just don't get too high on the highs and don't get too low on the lows because Mm. it's an emotional roller coaster. Um, You have one week. I mean, I had, I feel like it's always, you know, one week is all the goods. Like it honestly feels unreal. I'm like, how do we get this? And we're doing this. And then the next week it will come crashing down. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, okay. We're like nothing good or bad really happened this week. Mm -hmm. I'm just going through it. And then it kind of goes up and down just like a roller coaster. So I really tried to learn the highs are good, but they also come with, you know, just because you get something or do something means there's work to come with it, which is fine. But now being in it for three years, I see the challenges. I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. But really, what does it entail? (laughs) And then the lows, I mean, I've made so many mistakes. I've had invoices for thousands of dollars go to my junk. I not realize that like that was going to be how much that cardboard cost. Like it was such mm-hmm. a small, you know, mistake, but was kind of crazy in the moment. And like I said, with manufacturing, but I would just say, find your support system too. I've been in a lot of different entrepreneurial like groups through fellowship I was in at our university. And I couldn't imagine not having people my age, whether they're in college or just young entrepreneurs, that I can call or text at any time that I can support on social media that I actually, you know, are friends with. And that's been really important because, you know, I have friends that are in the food space too. And we can just, sometimes you need to like let loose of this is my day and they can actually understand where you're coming Mm -hmm. from and any small business owner. So it does feel daunting, but there's so many times where people, you know, are running a small business and working or doing two other things at once. And that's totally okay. I mean, that's, you know, what a lot of people have to do. So I think taking things like step by step, but I would say finding your support and community is and your why is those are those things that keep you going when the days are long and they're sleepless nights, etc. Right. Yeah. I think those are are great pieces of advice and definitely themes we we hear on this podcast. And I, I love that don't get too high in the highs or too low in the lows. I think that is great advice for anyone. I can really resonate with that because I think I tend to get really involved in my in my job and my work or anything in life and I get really invested and and sometimes I start to overthink or overanalyze and I think to your point it's feel the emotions, go through it, ride that wave, but don't go too high or, or too low, right? Kind of watch yourself on those boundaries. I think that's great. I really love that. Yeah, I feel like it's relatable for any situation, mm-hmm. not just entrepreneurship, just right. life. life. <laughs> yeah. I really, really like that. Actually, I want to write it down and put it on my desk so I can read it every day. That's awesome. You know, kind of on the same train of advice and with you being a, a full-time business owner, do you have any best practices for work-life integration, kind of finding that balance? Like, I'm always curious with small business owners, how do you not just want to work on the business 24 seven. And I'm sure a part of you does because that is your life really. But how do you still find time for friends or family, other hobbies, like any best practices there? Yeah, I think that's, you know, a question people get all the time. And Mm -hmm. I would just say like finding things that make you happy. So for me, I found exercising. If I can exercise right away in the morning before I start my day, that makes me happy. That makes me feel good throughout the day and more productive and just more energized and more focused. And so taking that 30 minutes, an hour, whatever that is, 
and then cooking. So especially like dinner after a long day, or just if I'm like, you know what, I need a break from work is like, I can shut my computer and go and cook a meal that's something that I want. It's nutritious, or I can try a new recipe or cook it with family or friends. And those are the things for me that like help me distract from work or getting outside definitely and just like leaving your computer. And I think it's actually been something I've learned more of in like the last year, just because things slowed down after I didn't have school and I wasn't running and traveling as much for trade Mm -hmm. shows and running to class to a meeting to this, you're more just kind of stuck behind your computer is really like getting outside in the middle of the day or going for a walk or taking that five minute break. Like no one can sit at their computer from 7 to 7 p.m. or 8 to whatever, how many hours you work and realizing like from 8 to 5, like I can work when I want, when I get my things done. Some days I'm not productive at Mm -hmm. 2 o'clock and that's okay. I can go outside or I can do something. And then, yeah, there's some nights where I feel like I'm so productive at 9 p.m., but that works for me. Like, you know, I can get things done. I think it's just like understanding you know, not falling into this trap. Like no one needs to sit behind their computer for this many hours a day, Mm -hmm. like do what makes you productive. And I see the whole workforce kind of shifting like that. It's if you can get your work done wherever and whenever, like this is what we want to see. We want to see you be productive and relating that back to, you know, balancing everything else is you have to have that balance. You have to have that time for yourself in order to give to others. So if you're not taking care of yourself, and that means so many different things is you can't give to your employees. You can't mm-hmm. give to your coworkers. You can't give to your clients what they need if you don't put time for yourself. So, and it's not easy. I mean, I'm, I take care of myself, right? I'm not, uh, you know, taking care of kids and a family. And right, all this. right. So I have no idea how some of those people do it, but I think it all comes back to like, if everyone can take five minutes from themselves, 10 minutes from themselves and feel more grounded throughout the day, it's manageable. Mm-hmm. You know, we all can do it. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. It just matters on how we're spending that and how that puts us a little bit further ahead in like our life and our goals. Yeah, a lot of great insights there. I love the point of finding where you work best. And I think the pandemic mm-hmm. has really allowed us to do that, especially for corporate America, where we're so used to nine to five, go to the office, sit at a desk. Um, and I think the pandemic is really pushing all of us to realize what does work truly best for you. And um, I think that's great. And I hope to see a lot of people and, and companies and embrace that. And yeah, to your point, like taking time for yourself, because really, your health impacts your work and your business and your job and everything in your life, right? You really do need to come first, at least for a little bit of your day, right? I know sometimes yes. your your work has to be the priority or your kids or your dogs, whatever. But making sure that at least at some point in the day you are number one and whatever that means for you, whether it's exercising, doing a crossword puzzle, taking a walk, I'm, I don't know, whatever works for you, just putting yourself as number one, um, just to give yourself that time and space you need. I agree. That's excellent. Great pieces of advice there and, and really well stated. So Bright Bites is full time for you. Is that is that the plan for the foreseeable future, just continuing with this company? Or are there other... Uh, ventures or ideas that you have? Yeah, I think it is for now, but I Mm -hmm. do, I don't know. I feel like I'm so young and I feel like it's taught me a lot, but I think it'd be interesting to explore a business, not with products or not with Mm -hmm. inventory, or I'm really like rooted in the health and wellness space. And I think that there's, you know, a lot 
not that can be done there, but like a lot of opportunities for me to get involved even further there. I used to teach group exercises classes back in high school. So I would like love to get back into some of those things. And even like while running a business, you see all these companies that come out with softwares to make whatever it is, lead tracking easier sales tracking or inventory. And and I think those are always interesting too, because they, they see a problem either from running a business, whether it's a fulfillment center or um, some type of like digital marketing software, not saying I have any of those ideas right now. But I think once you have that experience of, oh, I wish I had this, you yeah. know, I wish yeah. I had this type of tool as a business owner. And I think how the world's shifting that a lot of things can change too on what's needed. And we're probably going to see a lot of businesses come out of 2020, just like we saw in um, 2008. Mm-hmm. That's when all these companies were just getting started. I think is it like square the digital processing. There was a fewer, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like some of the door delivery services that are so common to us now is like, that's what everyone's saying in the pandemic, you're going to see these new companies kind of rise through and, right. There's new technologies. Just think of the way that travel's done or contactless delivery and contactless check-in and all these things mm-hmm. have just completely changed. Or I think one of my favorites actually is like virtual doctor's appointments. Yeah. Like yep. if you just need to like see someone really quick or have a question, like you don't need to drive there. Mm-hmm. And like, sit there. yeah, sometimes you do. Like a dentist, a little bit hard to do virtually. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, that's so important for people that, maybe don't have a car or really live a busy life and they're traveling or, you know, they're then can't bring their kids. And so I think that there's so much that is actually good um, that came out of this year, which is kind of far from the question you asked. But I think that (laughs) there's, there's a lot in the world that I would love to like try out and do as well. Mm -hmm. That does make sense. And I I think you're speaking about really the disruption, right, that the pandemic is causing in a, to your point, in kind of a positive way, the, the disruption of the contactless market, right? The the telehealth market and industry. And yeah, I think it's a great point. And I like how you mentioned how being in your position as a business owner, there are things that, oh, you know, I wish I just had that. So maybe why not go create it? Like there's so many opportunities there. And I think that's great to kind of keep your mind open to them and and who knows where where that might lead you. Yes. And any big plans for Bright Bites that that you're willing to share? Is it, you know, really just coming up with new products, like any storefront hopes and dreams? I don't know, making stuff up, but any any big plans for your current company? Yeah, so we do have two new flavors in the works and we've had our three original starting flavors for a while. So that makes me really excited. Every time I mention the flavors to people, they get excited. So I'd love to get that kind of, started it's moving and maybe by summer get those into the market and we actually have a pretty big store announcement coming Friday Friday this week upcoming week so um, on our social media where you can actually find us in stores pretty much nationwide um, which is exciting and I think it's is it new product lines eventually yes keeping our packaging always like changing and with the times Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like one thing I would love to do is just see like a really cool collaboration. I don't know what that looks like, mm. but if that's like using a local coffee supplier and making a coffee bite or like a co-branded thing. I think like working with other people, even doing calls like this and just talking to other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is what like makes me so excited and happy is just hearing other people's journey. And so working with another company to do a collaborative like flavor line would be really fun, I think. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. I, I think in the smaller business world, especially there's 
so much room for collaborations. And I love your idea of like combining flavors with someone else or co-branding the packaging, like you mentioned. Those are mm-hmm. all excellent ideas. And I'm looking forward to the announcement. I'll have to um, look out on your on your Instagram and social media. So that's excellent. Very yeah. exciting. My last big question that I end all my episodes with, Brie, is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Just kind of the first thing that pops in your mind. It doesn't have to be related to your business, or of course it can be. What is your your proudest accomplishment? Wow. Uh, I would <laughs> actually say graduating college. I mean, it, like, it seems like it was kind of I mean, expected of me, but and I knew I was going to graduate, but it's something to be you know, proud of. And I think Mm -hmm. celebrating that I didn't have a graduation ceremony. Um, You know, we didn't walk, but I am proud of that. I'm proud of sticking through and five different majors. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that not everyone gets that opportunity to go to college. And so using that is really important. And it just taught me so much. I mean, gave me new friends and new experiences and just a new, you know, perspective on a lot of things. That's Amazing. And yeah, congratulations on that and everything you've done so far with Bright Bites. I mean, just incredible growth and successes so far. And I know there's more to come. So congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. And before we log off here, where can people find you in Bright Bites? Social media's website, shout them all out. Yeah. So we're active on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, it's at bright underscore bytes, B-R-I-T-E. And then our website is bright-bytes.com. All our products are on there. And um, you can find like our email if you have any questions um, about entrepreneurship or collaborating, anything like that. Feel free to contact us through there. Perfect. And thank you so much, Brie, for chatting with me today. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope everyone checks out Bright Bites on social media and their website. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. 